All right, welcome to the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. This is show number 11. It's Wednesday, October 17th. I'm your host and commissioner, Nathan Tilbury, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Burns, two-time champ of the league and a huge Bear fan. Uh, welcome, Bill. Welcome, Nathan, and welcome uh, One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football League. Awesome, and it's just the two of us today, um, and then we'll look at probably having some more guests on in the next couple of weeks, um, but it'll be nice just to have the two of us just to chat here real quick and uh, go over a lot of good stuff today. So for today, we will hit our usual four downs. Uh, we'll do a week six recap. We'll try to give out the Ghost of Anquan Bolden uh, trophy, but uh, there were very slim pickings um, with with bench MVPs and things, and, and maybe people on buys and stuff too might have uh, factored into that a little bit. Um, we'll do Christmas in week six and talk about the waiver wire review. And there weren't a whole lot of big names, but there were some... Um, Decent amount of money that, that um, changed hands, but definitely not like there was last week. Um, and then we'll preview uh, week seven. Uh, but before we do that, I thought we'd uh, kind of do some over-under. We, we found some kind of fun stats um, that, uh, that that were interesting, and so maybe we'll do some over-under, and we'll see if those uh, trends will continue. Um, and like I said, then after that, we'll wrap up the show um, by going over week seven, and then uh, we'll end the podcast. So, Bill, you ready to dive in? I'm ready to go. All right, perfect. Let's start with four downs. So obviously it's our news and notes from around the NFL. I'll just read a headline, and then we'll kind of comment on it, and then we'll move. So oh, first down this this week, um, talking to, obviously to a Chiefs fan and a Bears fan here, and uh, both kind of had some, some letdowns uh, this week with um, obviously the Sunday night game with the, with the Chiefs and Patriots. Um, the Chiefs look, didn't look very good in the first half. Mahomes didn't look very good. He looked like he was kind of shell-shocked a little bit, you know, first trip to Foxborough and everything. But, man, they played really well in the second half and came down to it. I think it just you, you cannot let Tom Brady have the ball last in any game. Um, and, and so they obviously lost that game, um, you know, in the last minute or so to the Patriots. And then uh, the Bears, unfortunately, it's um, – it's kind of been dubbed uh, not October, but Brocktober um, with Brock Osweiler. Um, gosh, just lighten up um, your bears. And so, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I, I know you started the Bears D. You probably felt super confident about it with Tannehill being out. And now they're throwing in, you know, the, the interception machine and um, overthrow machine, um, Brock Osweiler. And so, Bill, what the, what the hell happened? Well, uh, when I heard that uh, uh, that our, our long known uh, quarterback Brock Osweiler, uh, uh, ex uh, ASU player, yes, that's right, uh, in the league for seven years, four different teams, three or four different teams, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm playing the Bears this week. Put the gold jacket on my back. I'm gonna kick ass. <laughs> and then what the heck happened? I well, I have a theory. Uh, you know, yeah. it's pretty humid there in Miami, and, and they just weren't ready for the uh, humid conditions. Mm. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Rock Os- Oswald, they're throwing for. Uh, it, they said 280 yards. It looked like he threw for 480 yards. That's how bad the defense looked. Uh, yeah, there's just something about the Bears playing in Miami, and Miami uh, just whips up on them every time. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously didn't watch the game. It wasn't on TV or, or anything, but I just kept looking at the stats, and they just kept just throwing, and it was just Albert Wilson touchdowns all all day and long touchdowns, and um, I just kept thinking about, about you and your defense, and and just you know, it just comes down to those defenses, right? No matter how what the <laughs> matchup is, no matter how juicy yeah. it looks, they can still just completely just lay an egg, to turn and, on you, yeah, and they, turn if, on you. Exactly, and then they'll really kind of destroy your fantasy week. Um, you know, when you're looking for maybe 15. I mean, 15 points from your with your defense now a days is is great. I mean, you're loving 15 it's very points. Good. Yes. You got to think yes. the Bears against Osweiler and how bad the offense was for the Dolphins, even with Tannehill. You got to be thinking at least 15, maybe 20. You know, maybe a pick six. I mean, Osweiler loves to throw pick sixes. You know, and yeah. Yeah. um Gosh, yeah, that was a Khalil, very... a couple of fumbles, yeah. you know, uh, maybe a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, that a couple all... of pick sixes. That all put sounds gold great. jacket on my back. I got twenty points. That you sounds know? great, right? That sounds perfect. Yeah. And that's at the opposite. I don't even want to say how many points uh, or how many negative points I got in, in that. Uh, yeah, in that matchup. Well, and uh, so so maybe we could kind of wrap this up. That I don't know if you if you knew this, Bill, but Osweiler is actually three and zero against the Bears. I did not know that. So when he was the Broncos' starting quarterback, he beat the Bears, and when he was the Texans' starting quarterback, he beat the Bears, and now when he's the Dolphins' starting quarterback, he beat the Bears. So maybe the Bears just will never beat Brock Osweiler anyway. Oh, that that's what it is. It's got nothing to do with the humidity, huh? Yeah, I, I heard that stat. I'm like, that is that is amazing. That is an amazing That's an stat amazing right stat. So, I did not know that. So, you know, I'm sure next year he, he won't be on the Dolphins. He'll be, you know, a backup somewhere else. And we'll just got to look at the schedule, Bill. And if yeah, they're playing each other. with the Packers know. or with the uh, Lions or somebody. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. He'll be back up for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will get hurt. And <laughs> yeah, then they'll, it'll, they'll, be some, it'll be somebody in the Bears. blue division. And Boswell will be 4-0, you know, and, and, and who knows. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be fun to watch next year to see, see, where, see where he is and if he's playing the Bears or not. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's very interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move on to second down and um, something that you you texted me um, on Sunday, and it, and it's something that I I did see. Um, and we're talking about the the um, the Dallas game with, with the Jaguars, and it was I think the national televised game, and so yes, almost everybody watched yeah. it. I know you guys in Arizona watched it. It was on here in San Jose, um, but Conor McGregor was at the game, and he was there as I guess to get uh, as a guest for. Um, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and everything and um, and they they showed a video of him throwing a football and it, it was it was it was like watching Charles Barkley swing a golf club. It was about that bad. And you had texted yes. me right away say, "Hey, did you did you see that? You know, Conor McGregor's there, and did you see his throw?" And I said, like, "Yes, I, I saw that." And and the first thing that popped in my head, yeah, was was Charles Barkley's swing. And so we'll, let's play a little game real quick, Bill. So okay. thinking about Conor McGregor and and his throwing motion, I'm going to list you some quarterbacks um, ish players, and then I'm going to I want you to tell me if you were starting a you know an NFL team, would you want Conor McGregor throwing the ball or this quarterback? <laughs> okay. All right. So right off the bat, Conor McGregor or Brock Osweiler. 
Oh my God! After <laughs> after the defeat that the after the whipping that he put on my bears, I gotta take uh, Brock Osweiler. Okay, uh, how about Sam Bradford or Conor McGregor? Oh, that that's a, a coin flip there. I mean, I like uh, Sam Bradford, but uh, uh, he throws the ball a little bit better than, than Conor McGregor <laughs> did. <laughs> I'd have to take Sam Bradford, I guess. Okay. Um, Conor McGregor or Blaine Gabbert? Oh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> I had Blaine uh, Gabbert on my uh, roster a couple of seasons ago. and I'd never do that again. Um, all right. Here's another one. Uh, Odell Beckham or Conor McGregor? Oh, wow. You saw that it pass, depends. right, that he threw to, to your boy. It depends. Is Odell Beckham anywhere near the kicking, uh, <laughs> the kicker's net? Uh, if he is, then it's got. I got to go with Conor McGregor. <laughs> That's true. That's all right. We'll, we'll say if he's close to the net, you take McGregor. If he's not, then uh, if he's on the field, I'll take uh, <laughs> take Odell. Uh, Odell. But if he's anywhere near that kicker's practice net, then uh, got to go with uh, Conor McGregor. All right. I got. I got two more. Um, Nathan okay. Peterman or Conor McGregor. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nathan Peterman, gotta be. And last one, um, Conor McGregor or Tim Tebow? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Conor McGregor. I don't have to worry about him kneeling down every time he's in the end zone. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Now, you know, now we could be talking about baseball. Maybe, maybe we could, if we could see Conor McGregor's baseball swing, oh, and we could compare it to, oh. you know, Tim Tebow's yeah. baseball swing, and you know, who knows, McGregor, he, he probably has a better swing than Tim Tebow does. But uh, in, uh, in a Mets uniform, right? Yeah, is yeah. He, isn't he playing in the Mets organization? Yes, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, he that's is. still a toss up there. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm watching the, the pregame stuff, and they're talking about. Uh, how Conor McGregor is such a Cowboys fan. And so somehow Jerry Jones heard about it and Jerry Jones, oh, we got to get him in here and, you know, kind of, you know, rah-rah up our team. And and then he's out in the field and he throws that ball. And I almost fell on the floor laughing. (laughs) I have three sisters and I know all three of them can throw a ball better than he can. (laughs) That's that's true. That was just, that was just so funny. That's true, oh. I, and I'm almost positive my sister doesn't listen to this podcast. And I, I can tell you, she she was not the best at throwing, and and I'll take her all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Over exactly. So, um, all right, well, that, that's good. Um, you know, we'll have to think of maybe some more for another show or something, and come up with some other fun names to to bring up. But um, all right, perfect. Let's go on to third down. And I thought for this down, um, we would just kind of do maybe your biggest takeaway. Um, from the NFL this week, but maybe not really fantasy related. Just kind of just NFL in general. Kind of what was your biggest takeaway from week um, from week six? Um, week six. Let's see. There's a couple of things. Uh, that Sunday night game. Uh, you know, uh, they try to uh, reinvent the wheel with with that uh, uh, with that game. Uh, uh, they they you know. Super green, yeah. The uh, uh, distance to a first down, and and I noticed that they haven't been talking about it, but they're still mm-hmm. showing it on on the screen. And then the uh, 
the first field goal try uh, was was successful, and it was I want to say it was a forty one yard kick, but uh, one of them starts talking about well we're doing this new thing, and we're going to tell you how fast the ball left the kicker's foot and how far it would have been good from. So he kicks a 41-yard field goal, and they said, well, he kicked the ball and it went 103 miles an hour or some some goofy number, mm-hmm. and it would have been good from, from 54 or something. And I thought to myself, well, here we go. We're reinventing the wheel again, and I don't understand why. Uh, just kick the field goal and get it over with. But then yeah. I, I, I paying attention every field goal after that, they never said a word about it. Hmm. So I don't know if it blew up in their face on Twitter or hmm. what happened with that, but, uh, they did it for the first field goal attempt, which was good. But then after that, they never said another word about it. So I don't know. Did you hear anything about that? Or did you see that? No, I didn't actually see it. I read about it a little bit, but there wasn't even much to even read about it and, and find about it. You know, it's like it's like that thing in baseball, you know, where the guy hits a home run and they show you where they show you exit velocity and launch angle and blah blah blah. Just tell me how far it went and whether it went over the fence. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, exactly. and, and how many people were on base because that's all I really care about. I, I don't really care about all that other other stuff. It's fun. You know, to maybe look up in a magazine at the end of the year. Oh, this guy hit this many home runs. All this stuff—that's cool. But I don't need to see it on TV and and everything. And it's just a, a you know. And what's with the exit goal. velocity? I mean, does anybody really care? Yeah. Whether I, it, whether it was a line drive out there, and I don't know what whether it went up in the in the air, you know, so high that you almost couldn't see it, but it still went over the fence. Yeah. It's a home run. Yeah. You know. Exactly, and I and um, and who knows what like an awesome launch angle is, or what what the best you know velocity exit velocity is. I mean, it was throwing numbers out, and you're like, is that good? Is that bad? It's I guess it's good because the guy hit it over the fence. <laughs> that's all I need. And to that's know. that's really the main thing. Yeah. Just tell me he hit a home exactly. run. You know, tell me, uh, you know how fast the ball went off was bad. Just tell me how far it went. Maybe yeah. I, I I like to hear that, especially the long dingers. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like Sunday night football is trying to reinvent the game all, all over again. Like they're trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, and it's, it was funny because I heard him talk about it the very first field goal attempt, but then never said another word after, after that. So I was curious to whether, whether that blew up in their face, just like the paint in the field green for, to tell me how, how far the next first down is, you know? Yeah. And that would be interesting to see how long that, that lasts too, or if it maybe carries in the next season, I can't imagine it lasted much longer. Cause it's just, it's just annoying to look at. And like you said, they don't talk about it anymore. So if you just started watching this week, you, you wouldn't even know. And like, how, how, how is this field turning green all of, all of a sudden? Yeah, or, you, or you're well, standing there knocking on your TV saying, what's yeah. wrong with this? What's, what's wrong, wrong with, with the my, field? What's no? wrong with my brand new 80 inch, you know, LCD? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with, wrong with my it? TV? Exactly. So, yeah, well, that's good. I, I think, um, did you have any other takeaways? I thought you said you might have had one more um, good takeaway. If not, I can move on to mine. Um, oh, I don't know. If, did you watch the 49ers game? 
No. Niners Packers game. No, that uh, was my uh, yeah. I, I was working, and then I, and then I knew what the halftime score was, and I followed along as much as I could. But I was you know I was playing Mike that week, and I just kind of turned it off because I, I was just done staring at my you know phone every other play and stuff. So oh, um, yeah. I, I didn't see. I saw all the stats and everything, and and I think I. I know off air we, we kind of talked about it, so I know who you're going to talk about, and um, and we'll obviously probably talk about them a little later. But um, but I think you're going to talk about in general the 49ers. Yeah, correct. Um, in the beginning of the season, preseason, uh, you and I had discussed it. And I don't know if it was in the podcast or if we were just talking about uh, the strength of some of the teams in in. Uh, uh, in football and the 49ers came up and I, I was not impressed with them. I thought, you know, you got too many injuries. You got the, uh, Ruben Foster, uh, mm-hmm. court thing going on, whether he's going to play or not, all these distractions. And, and I thought, you know, they're, they're just not, they're not going to be the team that, that I think is going to, uh, challenge the division at all. And after watching that game, uh, I, I came away with a different uh, attitude because uh, it seems like the 49ers, whenever they play uh, any of the uh, black and any, any team in the black and blue division, that's the Bears and the Packers and the Lions, uh, and if they play any of those teams, it, they always come out with their, their best effort. And, and I'll tell you that uh, uh, Packers and 49ers game was in Green Bay, and it was like a Joe Bugle uh, slobber knocker game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they, they were beating each other up. The 49ers went out there and punched Green Bay in the face, and that's how that game started out. And, and it turned out to be a pretty good game. So I was pretty impressed with the 49ers and all of the injuries and all of the stuff that they've, they've gone through preseason and even in the beginning of the season. And, uh, and they, I, they put a pretty good showing, uh, against Green Bay, uh, the other night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything that, that, that I, yeah, like I said, I obviously think obviously I started the Packers defense thinking that, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to doubt, I'm not going to play, a solid matchup against the 49ers because I think I've already been burned once before this this game too. It's with Bethard and 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 he looked from what I had read he he looked at least good decent you know and I think Kyle Shannon is just I think a pretty good coach you know if they end up getting Garoppolo back next year and and McKinnon back and and you know maybe some of the other running backs they have that, that could complement what they wanted to do maybe with McKinnon and the receivers back and stuff they could be a very I think a very tough team next year too, if their defense, you know, plays at least halfway decent, you know, but I know they had right. a lot of injuries on yeah. there too. So that'll be an interesting one um, to watch. And uh, my takeaway this, this week was, was kind of going in the opposite direction for, for the Jaguars. Um, that game was on TV. We already talked about a little bit about the, the Cowboys and Connor McGregor, but, um, but yeah, I wonder if Connor McGregor he might he could probably could have at least completed a couple passes against <laughs> against this Jaguars defense because they just looked yeah. awful. I mean, forty points to to the Cowboys and the Cowboys are not a you know high octane you know powerful offense to begin with. And Dak Prescott just looked awesome running the ball, throwing the ball, and every time they were completing passes, 
you know, it was the Jaguars defenders looking around at each other and, and just confused and, and fighting with each other about who should be where. And, and they just, they looked awful. Um, yeah. just really bad. And it's not like the Cowboys are a powerhouse team. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're going to not going around knocking people around stuff. Uh, but that, that Jaguars defense, boy, they looked sad. Yeah, they did. And that was one of my kind of bold predictions, hot takes, whatever you want to say, uh, that they weren't going to make the playoffs this year. And, um, the Jaguars and and I was unsure about that the first couple of weeks because they looked they looked good and the defense was playing well and I don't know the way they played the last couple of weeks um, and I at least feel a little bit better about it. Um, however, their division is just pathetic, so I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah, even if true. they're seven yeah. and nine, eight and eight. Uh, I mean, they got the Colts and the Texans and um, and who else is in there? Um, who else is in their division? But um, but yeah, it and the Titans, yeah. <laughs> so you're talking yeah. about just three, just mediocre to to, to awful teams, and they'll, they'll make the playoffs anyway. But they ain't going very far in the playoffs playing like that too. So that was kind of a big surprise this this uh, this week for me. And then um, I don't know if you saw the the post game interview with Jalen Ramsey. I know that he had a, a lot of stuff to say at the beginning of the year, calling quarterbacks out and everything. And yeah. he always yeah. run, he always runs his mouth, and he's a very good football player. Um, but he didn't have a lot to say after this game. And I know that the reporters were asking him questions and all it was, was, Oh, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, then yeah. you don't have he a lot to like say. He looked like a boxer in the ring that was just holding his, uh, mm -hmm. his hands up to defend himself. And <laughs> exactly. Trying to do the rope or dope, yep. you know? Exactly. Yeah. But so he didn't have much to say. And so yeah. it's like, where's the trash talk? You know, all the, all this stuff now after you just got your, you know, your butt whooped. And everything, so I I, I, I relished in, in watching that. <laughs> in his, I, his I watched that uh, post game interview and I just laughed yeah. because I thought to myself, boy, for somebody who's got such a big mouth, you sure ain't talking much now, are you? <laughs> exactly. So, all right, perfect. Let's move on to fourth down, and that's usually our injuries down. Um, there weren't any really huge ones. Obviously, the, the biggest one um, is the Devonta Freeman. Um, He's going to IR, but he's he's really only played what maybe a game and a half this year anyway. Um, I know Shaitan said he was you know um, excited to finally get him back and healthy, and that's just obviously not the case. And he just can't stay healthy, and he's just starting to miss a lot of games the last couple of years. And he signed that big contract, and and now he's going to IR for I don't even think it's for his knee. I think it's for his groin, and he's having surgery. Um, so he's already been cutting our league. Um, and everything and so he obviously won't be back you know anytime soon and and so that's kind of a big blow um to, to the falcons um not not that their running game is doing much anyway because coleman's hasn't been doing much i had coleman and i dropped him and um ito smith you know was a uh, kind of their change of pace back and he's actually been playing decent and so but it would be interesting to see and then um obviously uh your boy cooper cup um, with the, the knee and the horse collar tackle that, that he got um, wrapped up on. And um, it was a pretty much a miracle that he even came back in the game after they carted him off. And, and he came back in the game, and I don't know why, but um, but it, maybe as a decoy or something, I don't know. But he's week to week. Uh, Mari Cooper had a concussion, and, and that was a big nasty hit. Um, and a lot of people were kind of up in arms about you know, whether it was legal or not, because it was pretty vicious. And so he's out with a concussion. They're on a bye anyway, but um, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to come back after that. Then there was Calvin Ridley with an ankle, Quincy Anunua with an ankle, and those look like maybe they might be more than one-week injuries. Um, Josh Allen, um, if anybody cares at all, 
Um, <laughs> he, yeah. he left the game with a right elbow injury. And so he's out at least, a, I think, a week or two. And, and so, um, you know, they're not sure who they're starting. I think, obviously, Peterman's the backup there. And, um, but I, I think I actually I read right before we got on that Derek Anderson's actually going to start. Um, which, That's what I heard, too. Which, yeah. um, which I guess is a little bit better than, than uh, Peter, Peterman pick six. Um, you know, th- <laughs> yeah. throwing the ball, um, but we'll see. And then uh, Matt Breida, um, kind of bring him up. He's he's just banged up all the time with the shoulder and ankle, and he was a, kind of a surprise active for that Monday night game. And, and so we'll see if he's still available for you know the rest of the week. So any of them jump out at you real quick, and then we'll move on. Well, Cooper Cup, he's on my uh, he's on my team. I yep. have him. Uh, uh, I didn't see the tackle, but uh, the way it was described to me, it was a horse collar. And, and of course, that's why they throw uh, penalties on horse collar tackles, because usually the guy gets injured. Yep. And so uh, he's right now, he's week to week, but uh, with a, what they call a sprain uh, MCL. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking he probably won't play next week and hopefully he'll be okay uh week after so i won't i won't be starting them this week but uh, that's the one that, that jumps out at me because that that kid was playing pretty well and he was scoring me a lot of points and, yeah but that's gonna hurt if he's out for any length of time yeah no no you're right he is i think that's probably the one that jumps out to me too just with just the uh, the severity of it and he was able to go back in and and now he's gonna be out you know, a couple of weeks, but it sure looked like a season ending one. And so, yeah, that'll obviously be one for, for, you know, you to monitor and, and everybody else to kind of watch it and see as well. So we'll see what happens there. So, all right, well, perfect. Um, yeah, that'll end our four downs. Let's go to our week six recap. Uh, Bill, we can start with your matchup. Let me pull them all up here real quick. Um, we had kind of a lot of, a lot of blowouts this week. Um, a lot of, teams that were um that lost by about 30 points and, and something so um you went up against uh team gronky punch and he was um three and two and you were four and one and, and he beat you 153 to 124 um did you have any um kind of start zit dilemmas as you went through i was looking at you know benches and stuff we were going over the anklon bolden um you know review before we got on and it didn't seem like there were many you know um super high um, scores on, on defense, but did you have any, you know, dilemmas before you set your lineup? Well, not any dilemmas, uh, when I set my lineup, but mm-hmm. back to that Cooper cup thing, yep. um, you know, he got injured and that, that, uh, that hurt me. And, and then, uh, I just had a couple of guys that just didn't, uh, uh, you know, just didn't, uh, score as many points as I was hoping they would. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Rivers got me uh, uh, 19 points, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, that goes back to the uh, the quarterback thing. If your quarterback's not scoring you 25 or or 30 points, then then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Barkley played a played a great game uh, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, he got me 41 points, um, and then I'm still struggling with. Uh, Jordan Howard's not not playing real well, and uh, I had Mike Williams in. He didn't play very well, so 
I had a, just enough guys that I started that uh, that just had poor games. Um, so I'm hoping it's just one of those one of those weeks like we talk about. You know, uh, happens in fantasy football. Uh, you have two or three or, or sometimes even four guys that are playing under their capabilities, and it's just enough for you to lose. Yep. And so that's that was. I didn't really have any one one player that jumped out. It was just a couple players that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that didn't, didn't score much for me. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I lost by you know, almost 30 points, but yep. if I'd had two, two of those guys score me, you know, another 10 points, at least I could have made it a game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, your defense, you yeah, obviously the, the Bears scoring zero and then, you know, the other side, you know his Raven scoring twenty three and Todd Gurley going off and yeah it's 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 kind of hard to overcome a lot of those low scores and and zeros and stuff too and and um you know and yeah, still didn't the Ravens compete. have some ridiculous amount of sacks didn't they yeah I think they had like a ten or eleven they were playing the Titans I think it was eleven sacks yeah. yep yeah and I have the I have the Chargers D this week against them. So I'm I'm sure they'll they'll only get sacked maybe once or twice, and the Titans will <laughs> score twenty something points, and I'll, oh I'll get my five. So, um, all right, well let's go on to to, to my matchup. Um, it was a pretty high scoring affair. Um, Mike ended up beating me one hundred seventy nine point three to one hundred seventy one point seven. We had just a lot of a lot of great scores, uh, you know, throughout the whole um, throughout the whole game with ours, and and nothing really. Too crazy. I mean, no one went off for forty plus points, but um, you know, he had a lot of thirty plus points, and I had a lot of twenty fives, and and pretty, um, you know, pretty good scores just just throughout my whole lineup. Um, but just in the end, it was that Monday night game with Rogers. You know, maybe had an extra touchdown or so um, that really kind of won the game for uh, for Mike and stuff too. And so yeah, we were talking a little bit about it. You know, off air too. It's like if you score that many points you want to win but um otherwise you, you kind of want to just get blown out so you don't have to worry about you know watching your yeah. phone on a monday night which i which i didn't do and i just kind of turned it on at the very end just to see what the score ended up being and i could have already kind of guessed that i was going to be on the losing end just because how close it was and um yeah i guess sometimes you just lose these games and and sometimes you you win them like i won you know a couple weeks ago by by 0.7 or 0.8 so um, just fantasy football. There was nothing on my bench that I really could have could have done that would have made any difference. I, my lineup was was pretty solid, obviously with 170 points. So, um, so, so yeah. it must have been hard watching that Kansas City game, knowing that uh, Cannon had Cream uh, uh, Hunt on oh, his yeah. team that got him 33.5 points. Oh yeah, it was that. Um, it was that pass play. Uh, that long, that long pass sixty-seven plus yard pass play to Cream Hunt, uh, yeah. and that yep. that I texted uh, Anthony Solace um, right when it happened. I said that that play probably killed me because that, that was, a, was about a yeah. twenty-point play, and um, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I mean if he gets tackled at the you know the five or ten, and maybe doesn't if he doesn't get the score, then it might have been a little different. But yeah, that play that play killed me right there because it was just such a just a big point getter in one yeah. play and, and everything and, and stuff. So, um, and I'm looking right at my defense too, you know, four points right away 
solid matchup and give me my four, give me my five points and, and everything. So I can't be too down on it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And I guess, you know, if you're going to score points, you might as well score as many as you possibly can. And and that helps always at the end of the season anyway. So true. Well, and that, that goes back to, you know, you're watching a game and, and, uh, you're, you're watching a game and you have players on, on both sides of the ball. Yep. And you're, and you're saying to yourself, well, I want that guy to score or I want this guy to, to get stopped or, or something. And then you see that big play happen and you don't even have to look at the, yeah. at the, uh, at the standings or anything. You just know that that one play, that, that play killed me. I know it did. And that was one of those plays with, uh, yeah. with Hill that, that you're watching it, you can say, "Well, oh, that one, that one was the, the dagger that got me." You know. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so yeah, it was it was a tough loss, but I'll at least take the the, the points definitely that, that I scored and, and move on yeah, to good good points. Yes, next yeah. week and everything. So we actually had the two highest scores uh, throughout the whole league this week. Um, let's go down to the the third highest score, which was was Dolphin. He scored 170.7, so just under. A point under what I did, and he beat Breezy by 30 points. Uh, she scored 140, and uh, I think she she's the one that made it a game towards the end, though, because her score was pretty low. But she had Mahomes and Hill, and so those long touchdowns yes, that yeah. Hill scored in that game, and Mahomes the second half, and so she made it semi uh, semi I guess a game if that's a phrase. But um, and then going into the Monday night, they were pretty close, but. Um, Dauphin had Devonte Adams at the end on on Monday night, and he kind of salted it away. And and she only had um, Aaron Jones and, and Kittle, and and they didn't do much at all. So that kind of ended up being more of a blowout um, than expected. And and so that moves you know Dauphin to two and four, and uh, gives Breezy her second straight loss. And we, you know we'll see where where those two teams are kind of headed next week too as well. So um, right, yeah. and then let's move on to um, to Chi Town. And uh, he got defeated by Mile High, and so they're both now three and three. And, and that was another about thirty point, you know, um, you know, victory for Mile High. And he had um, he had just some good scores just overall. I know he didn't have any huge, um, you know, outputs, but Cam Newton had twenty seven, um, and everybody else was was just pitching in with good solid efforts. But he had a big <laughs> a big day from his defense with twenty, you know, from the Texans, and then his kicker on you know um sunday night with goskowski had 22 points and so you know <laughs> if anybody out there wants to ban kickers that is the score right there that, that will be yeah, up to yeah, that's, um, that's... banning kickers 22 points is is a great week <laughs> for a kicker and you look right across the way you know um shy town had graham gano who had one point and so you're talking a 20 point difference right there that that could have could have helped a lot and and so um and so yeah, so yeah, Mile High had another had another good solid week, and and definitely helped by his defense and and his kicker. So, um, yep. and then let's move on to the last uh, matchup, which was our um, you know, trying to think of the opposite of undefeated. We could just say it was the defeated game, um, where both teams were looking for their first win, and Killian got his first win, um, beating um, me and Mahomes. So I guess Eric changed his name. Um, either on game day or right before it. And so change, so we don't have to say gauge uh, my balls anymore. That was the last time I'll say it. Um, but he uh, changed his name to, 
to but me. You it, had fun saying it. I did. I did. Maybe maybe we'll have to. Maybe I'll get mixed up and I'll say it anyway, and, and we'll say it a couple more times. But um, yeah. so he changed his name to me and Mahomes, and and that didn't. Um, he didn't, I guess, get any of the Mahomes magic for his team because um, Kill Ant took him down 134.5 to 97 um, in in kind of a game where you know it's just 97 points just isn't gonna ever get it done and just he had a lot of low scores and and his kicker got zero and and no one really produced much more than than his um qb and but uh, if you look over at the other side with kill ant score i mean 134 and um you know he didn't get 150 scored on him like he usually does too so um you know props to, to kill ant getting his first win and and he had uh like i said matt ryan he had latavius murray um filling in for cook and he finally had a good game filling in for Dalvin Cook of the Vikings and Julio Jones was um, was a monster um, and still didn't find the end zone. So, you know, we're still on that, you know, Julio Jones TD watch. Um, but he still had 10 for, I think, 140 um, in the game, too. So he had a great he had a great game as well. So, you know, kudos Kellyanne getting his first win. And, and we'll see if uh, me and Mahomes can pick up his first win um, this next uh, week. So, so, yeah, that kind of wraps up, uh, you know, our week six uh, recap anything jump out at you real fast before we move on bill no not really okay. um just the uh change of the uh, name yeah uh like you said it, it didn't help with the uh with the final outcome but uh you know it's it's like we've been talking in all of the podcasts you know stick with it uh mahomes stick with it uh we've had uh players in the past that have gone 0 and 5, 0 and 6, and have still turned it around. And, and if you can make the playoffs, then anything can happen. So, it's uh, true. Keep, uh, you know, stick with it because it's still uh, still a lot of season left. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, give out our ghost of Ancon Bolden. So it's our bench MVP of the week. And like I said, this week was tough. I mean, if you look at everybody's benches and I was trying to scour through and find some different things, um, but we had a lot of, uh, a lot of blowouts. So there weren't many, you know, players on, on at least um, losing teams that, that really could have made much of a difference. Um, the only one I could kind of see was um, uh, Breezy. So she'll get the award this week. She had Michael Crabtree on her bench and he scored 21 points while her flex um, scored under five points and, and, you know, that might've made a little bit of a difference maybe with another tweak here or there. And, and, um, she still probably would have lost, but that was kind of the, uh, the best I could find on the, the bench MVP for at least all the teams that, that lost this week. And so, uh, Breezy gets, uh, gets the award this week for, for Michael, Tr Michael Crabtree. And, um, yeah, so hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more to talk about with, with that one. But, uh, but again, Bill, you're off the hook and, Dolphins off the hook, um, you know, for yet another week. So, yeah, you know, actually, um, uh, there wasn't much uh, to, uh, to find as far as a as a, a ghost of Anquan Bolin this week, and so I kind of, I almost, uh, you know, kind of figured you were just going to give me the award, just, just, uh, you know. Just for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's true. But I'm glad I went another week without getting it. Yahoo! That's true. I mean, I mean, we we all. I think we just kind of realized that he's he's just always there with you. You know, he's yeah, always just kind of watching. Yeah. So even if you know we don't give you the award, we we know that he's still um, he's still just hanging he, out with you. And and, and he'll he's still he'll, in my backyard someplace. Yeah, exactly. And he'll <laughs> he'll um he'll know when to strike. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm afraid of that. It, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't this week, but but you, you know, you never know because he's always just hovering around. So. Yeah, yeah, that scares me. All right, let's go to um, switch it up and and uh, visit our Christmas uh, Christmas time. It's it's pretty close to Christmas time now already, Bill. You've seen all the yeah. uh, decorations and stuff in the stores, right? It's October, right? You should be yep. start thinking about uh, Christmas, right? Yes, and uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Thanksgiving's around the corner here, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm still thinking about uh, doing a. Uh, a uh, podcast with, uh, with get the whole team together, uh, maybe at my house, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, everybody would have to be there, of course, you know, uh, yeah. Um, and we could, uh, we could sit around my uh, kitchen table, my kitchen uh, Island and, and, and do the podcast from there. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that sound that sounds great. I mean, I can I can Skype in while you guys are all sitting around the the table. I think is that is that what you mean by all that? No, I was thinking uh, <laughs> uh, airplane tickets. You know, oh, airplane you and tickets, the, and the wife and the kids. You know, uh, make a make a little uh, holiday uh, week out of it, and mm-hmm. uh, when we could get get everybody together, and, I see. And, okay, and toast a toast a cold one, maybe. Maybe I maybe uh, you know a, a twelve pack of uh, Moosehead would would be available. Uh, That's true. Uh, I, I we do. Could still. do a, we could do the po- podcast with everybody on the in the league together, uh, sitting around my big island in my kitchen. That does sound really good, and I and I know I do still owe you that uh, that, that Moosehead beer. So I guess if I did come out, I guess I would just have to to bring it with me, or I could just at least stop by the store on my way. To your house and, and and bring it so yeah we'll, oh, we'll have take, to i'll take you to the store that's, that's not <laughs> okay good good <laughs> good i appreciate that um yeah. yeah we'll we'll have to we'll have to see i i do love the uh round table idea though i think that's such a great idea and something that yeah we, that would be cool that we could do we, we and, should and do stuff that. so all right perfect well i won't make any promises about the about the thanksgiving and, and stuff too but but we'll see so um all right well looking at the um the waiver wire this week like like i said there weren't any huge names um, out because there weren't a lot of big injuries and, and things that happened, but there was um, a decent amount of money spent. Not like last week. I mean, last week was was crazy. We had uh, we had a lot of people almost breaking the bank um, to acquire um, certain players. Um, but this week um, we could start right with you, Bill, because you um, picked up that uh, one of the San Francisco running backs, not named Matt Breida, not named Alfred Morris, who who saw one carry that got called back and then didn't touch the ball the rest of the game, which was. Really surprising, um, and it was because the guy you picked up um, ended up uh, playing. So you you spent one hundred and seventeen dollars to acquire um, um, Raheem. I'm going to say his name wrong. I, I just think of mustard, so I'm just going to call him mustard. Um, Raheem mustard, mustard right? Yeah. Like ketchup and mustard, but um, I believe it's pronounced mustard. Okay, mustard. Moster. Yeah, well, anyway, you could change your name and you could have a lot of fun with with his last name, you know, for sure. sure. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I know that off air you were talking a little bit about because you watched that game, and so um, you know you spent the the money to to acquire him, and, and so what was your uh, thinking behind it? Well, I watched that game, the San Francisco uh, Green Bay game, and and you and I had talked before uh, about uh, the strength of the San Francisco 49ers. And I, I did not, uh, I kind of had them on the back burner. I had them at the low end of the totem pole as far as the 
NFL teams go because of the Reuben Foster stuff going on and and the injuries that they they had preseason and even the beginning of the season. But uh, I don't know if you remember a uh, uh, an offensive line coach named uh, he was a uh, Cardinals coach too for a while. Um, blah blah blah. Come on, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Joe Bugle. Joe Bugle. Yeah. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he had a word for uh, offensive linemen, and uh, he used the term slobber knocker. <laughs> and that was where uh, either the offensive line or the defensive line would just just beat the hell out of the other guys on the other side of them and, and hit them so hard you knocked the snot out of them. Well, when I was watching that Green Bay game and the 49ers game, I saw that in the 49ers team. They they went out and they punched Green Bay in the mouth. And that's the way the whole game went. And and when that kid ran the ball, this mustard kid that you want to call it, call it mustard, <laughs> but it's most most that, I think. When he ran the ball, I mean, he looked pretty damn good. And I'm thinking to myself, well, boy, I hope the uh, Shanahan and that uh, 49ers organization saw what I saw, and maybe they'll plug this guy in as a starter. And so I kind of rolled the dice on him. I didn't know how many other people saw the game or saw what I saw, which is why I spent as much money as I did. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm hoping that I'm I'm rolling the dice on him, and I'm hoping that the, the kid comes through. I'm hoping that the 49er organization realizes what they've got there because I think he's going to be the starter the rest of the season. Uh, Whether that happens or not, who knows? But we'll find out whether I spent my $117 um, wisely or not Mm -hmm. uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something we could look back on, you know, in in three or four weeks and and see how – you know, see how you did. I think we can maybe do a maybe a big a big huge segment maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, a look back on on a lot of players. You know that 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 um, that maybe we've picked up or traded for and things too, and, and kind of do maybe a mid mid year kind of review because I think it'd be really interesting to go back and, and see, um, you know, any of those big free agent you know pickups that we've made. If they pay off, did they not? Yeah. Um, where they traded well, away. Hopefully, and, so. hopefully you're not calling them the mustard of Anquan Boland. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we could come up another another trophy. Yeah, using his names. So yeah, hopefully he doesn't. Uh, hopefully he doesn't. Uh, yeah, fail too bad. Um, or, you know, or go. Well, I'm or hoping. Go, I'm hoping he pans out, and that's yeah. why I went after that guy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, go stale or anything. And. Um, you know, really to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. So, but, but anyway. Um, but yeah. So um, there were a lot of other. Uh, moves made, and it was kind of funny though, because really every move that was made, um, no one else went after anybody else. It, you know, like the no one went after Mustard. You know, like that you picked up, and then Chi Town picked up um, Ido Smith, the running back for for the Falcons with with Freeman gone. He spent one hundred two dollars, and no one else bid on him. Then we had um, Dolphant picking up Chris Godwin, the Tampa Bay um, run uh, wide receiver, uh, for eighty seven dollars, and no one else, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, no one else bid. Um, me and Mahomes picking up Frank Gore, who's uh, who had 15 carries for 100 yards, um, and against your Bears this week, and and so he picked him up, and who knows the timeshare and stuff with with Drake and everything. But um, gosh, you talk right. about you talk about someone that's like a 
that that's just he won't ever die and won't ever go away and he's a vampire and I've heard a lot of different things and he just <laughs> he is yeah. just just keeps plodding along and and he's still there all the time and and um, so uh, Eric picked him up for sixty one dollars and Dolphant tried to for twenty seven and, and lost out on that bid um, and then there are some defenses that got uh, picked up so um, Dolphant picked up the Colts defense and and they're playing the um, I believe they're paying the Bills. Uh, this week with the um, yep with the uh, Derek Anderson um, now starting for the for the right. Bills and so we'll yeah. see how well um, that pickup was he spent seventeen for them um, I bid twelve dollars on the Chargers D and that was two dollars more than Chi Town um, bid so that was a really close one um, and so I've got my uh, five point defense this week um, <laughs> yeah. and they're playing the Titans who just got you know lit up for you know, double digit sacks like we talked about with the Ravens. And so I'm hoping right. for a little yeah. more magic with that. Um, and then Chi Town picked up uh, Matt Prater, the kicker for the uh, Detroit Lions for $10. And then I also picked up uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Cleveland's quarterback for $8 because I got Big Ben on a buy. And gosh, there's slim pickings right now as far as um, quarterbacks go uh, this week. So Right. Um, yeah, but it's interesting to see too, though, uh, real quick, because it's something we, we um, don't usually do much, but um, some of the guys that were dropped uh, this week were, were kind of interesting. Uh, Derek Henry was dropped from your team because um, he really hasn't been done anything, you know, so I was, you know, I wasn't surprised to see him dropped, um, you know, from your team. Will Fuller was dropped after two pretty bad games, and now he's maybe injured, and um, Watson doesn't really look right either in that offense. And then uh, Marvin Jones, um, Detroit's wide receiver. He was dropped uh, by Eric, and um, he's a guy that's kind of a lot of boomer bust wide receiver too. Now with the with the Lions, um, right. so yeah, there's just a couple couple guys that that um, you know just were having kind of down seasons, and I think it looked like it just kind of got to the point where you're just kind of done with them, right? I mean, I think mainly with like Derrick Henry and your team, we could at least ask you about him. Yeah, Derrick Henry, uh, he's he's kind of a. Uh, uh, Kind of a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that guy uh, coming out of came out of Alabama, if I'm correct. Yep. Uh, and he was a workhorse for for uh, the Crimson Tide. I thought he would do well in the NFL, but he just has never. He's never really taken off. He's never. It's not like he hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah. He's had he's had plenty of uh, of opportunities, but he's just never. Uh, shined in the NFL like, say, Shaquan uh, Barkley, mm. uh, Todd Gurley, those kind of guys. Yep. I, I kind of, I kind of put him up in that, in that realm of, of should be good running backs. Yep. And for some reason, he just hasn't panned out, and I'm not sure uh, what the deal is. If it's the uh, offensive line or. Uh, or the scheme they've got them running in, or, or what the deal is. But that guy is just, and, and it's kind of surprised me because in college the guy was lights out, mm-hmm. but he hit the NFL and he just—it's uh, like he ran into a brick wall somewhere. I don't—I don't understand why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was someone I was really excited about because he was a potential keeper for me in like the mid rounds, and and so I wasn't sure. But then they. Then they signed Dion Lewis to that big contract, you know. So they then there was a timeshare after Derek, uh, after Demarco Murray left. But their offense is just pathetic, 
you know, uh, yeah. I mean, Marcus Mariota is just looks awful. Like you said, their offensive line is terrible and there's no real imagination like they thought there would be, you know, I mean, they got rid of their old coach who was one of those, you know, just old timer, you know, um, smash mouth football that, that doesn't work anymore. Right. And, um, yeah. and they're supposed to have this new kind of innovative offense and it's just, it's not working. And so I totally agree. And that, that was one that's really shocking for, for me that, that how, how just poorly he's played in that whole um, offense has played. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of the thing that stood out to me too, was just kind of the guys that were being dropped and they weren't really surprised. It was just, you know, guys that were drafted decently high with some, with some high expectations and just haven't performed. So, um, yeah. all right, let's go to our last uh, segment. It's kind of a little over under uh, game that, that we're going to play. Um, and I think it, um, I at least uh, thought about it when I was thinking about Julio Jones, this week, I mean, we're talking about a guy that has 44 catches for 700 yards and zero touchdowns. I think it's it's like we were saying before, he's allergic to the end zone. They don't throw the ball to him in the in the red zone. I think he has maybe one red zone target or two red zone targets. Uh, it's it's amazing how how talented he is and and just cannot find the end zone. Um, and so you know he's on pace for I think like 1,800 yards or something crazy. You know, um, and you know almost 100 catches. Uh, but he's also projected for zero touchdowns because he doesn't have any, you know? Um, so I guess my, uh, my question to you is, so he had three last year, which was crazy in itself. Um, so I'm going to set the over under for you, Bill, for Julio Jones touchdowns rest of season. So by the end of the season, um, five and a half touchdowns, um, are you going to go over or under on that? Oh, I'm going to have to go under. It's, it's just amazing. (laughs) Um, it is. I, I don't understand it, and uh, it's not like it's not like he's playing on a bad team. But yep. for some reason, uh, I don't know. If maybe they need to sew up the pockets he has in his uh, pants, the, the uniform of his pants, so he can't put his hands in his pockets when they get into the <laughs> uh, the red zone because. Uh, Guy just uh, has absolutely no production, and it's just amazing as talented as he is that they don't make a you know. And I don't want to say that they're not making an effort to get him the ball, but uh, you know, if you have to hand the ball off to him, yeah. put the ball in his hands, it's it's uh, it's it's almost uh, pathetic. Yeah, how, how poorly he does. Uh, when you get to the red zone uh, targets and stuff, it's uh, it's it's kind of mind-boggling. As talented as he is, how he's not getting the ball, and he's not getting touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah, I I I I see your point right there with the under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say he hits six or seven, but man, I I wouldn't bet any money on that. You know for sure because I feel like right. he could explode for three in a game. But I feel like he could go the whole rest of the season with maybe two or three, and so that's a that's a tough one um, right there. And so I totally you know understand the under. So I'll take the over on that, and, and then we'll see maybe by the end of the year who's who who was um, who was right on that. So all right, the next one, um, you know, I think you brought it up to me that the Bears D has not allowed a rushing touchdown this year, and obviously they the Dolphins were fumbling and bumbling their way you know around the goal line last week and could have got <laughs> yeah. could have ended that streak but they didn't and so we're going 6 weeks without a rushing touchdown so they obviously play the Patriots this week with um Sony Michelle who's been picking up touchdowns left and right for the 
Patriots um, on the ground this week. So I'll set the over-under for Patriots um, one and a half rushing touchdowns uh, this week. Are you going over or under? Over. I, uh, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if they got uh, three rushing touch, touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over on that too, and and I'll be a little you know homerish about it because I have Sony Michelle, but um, just the way they yeah. they get down to the goal line within the five yard line, two yard line, you know, even you know they get a lot of you know offensive pass interference calls that are in the end zone, so they put the ball at the one and then boom, just you know rush it in. So um, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you too. I'm gonna have to take the over that that, it, that they get at least two rushing touchdowns um, this week. So be interesting to see, but that'll be a great game to watch though. Um, yes, for sure. Well, so. you know, I think uh, Miami uh, exposed the Bears' weaknesses. Yeah. And you know Belichick. He's going to yeah. study that game real close, and he's going to find out uh, not only what Miami found out, but I'm sure he's going to find out a few more weaknesses. And, and I, don't, uh, I don't expect that to be a close game. i got a feeling it's – and, you know, they're playing in Chicago, too. Yep, yep. Uh, I I just got a I got a very bad feeling about that game. Yeah, and so I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, it'll be, be... Brock. Uh, what, what what did you call him, Brock? When Brocktober Brocktober hits, yeah, uh, beat up on the Bears like they did last week. I got a feeling that uh, they're in for for another uh, uh, another beating with. Uh, with the uh, Patriots, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a, a fun one to watch for sure. All right, we got a couple more. Let's do um, Adam Thielen has started the, the season with six straight hundred yard games. It's an NFL record. Um, so I'm going to put the over under that he gonna, that he's going to get to eight and a half games. So when does when does the streak stop? Um, so but does he go over? You know, does he get to nine plus games straight, um, or does it stop it at seven or eight? So I'm going to put it at eight and a half. What do you think? Ooh, who are they playing? Who's who do they play the next couple of weeks? Uh, that's a good question. I can. Who's uh, Minnesota play? Because that's that would be the determining okay. factor. I'd, that's that's good. Let me look it up. Uh, they play the Jets this week and the Saints, so that'll put them right at the eight games. Um, Jets and Saints, and then let's see. After that, it's uh, Jets, Saints, and Lions before they're by. Wow. So. What do you think? He, he, he might they they he might get a hundred yards in each of those three games too. Yeah. So yeah. I would say um, I would have to go over. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. I, I think uh, why wouldn't he? You know the way the way he's playing, the way that they're you know this this love connection that that you know Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen have uh, this yeah. romance that they got going. I I could see it continuing to nine, ten, eleven, and and who knows? So yeah, I'll go. I'll hit the over on that with you too. So. Uh, all right, I got uh, two Cardinals ones. You know, since we're you know from Arizona ish, um, and I got the Cardinals sitting at one and five. Um, so I'm going to set their win total at four and a half. Are you going over or under? I'm going under. Yeah, they're they're uh... they're looking like a top five a top five pick for sure. <laughs> yes, for sure, and yeah. stuff, and so I'll hit the over, but or I'll hit the under with that too. I, I don't think they get past five, five wins. Um, but then there's another one. There, there's um, talk about just a, a beloved player. We talked a little bit about him on the podcast. Uh, maybe you know started the season week one or two, but that's Larry Fitzgerald, and he's just been struggling a lot. 
you know, this, this season with injuries and he's got 22 catches so far. So well below what, you know, what we thought he would be with within six weeks. Um, and so I'm going to set the over under at 70 to end the season. So 70 more catches in the, in the last, you know, 10 games. And that will put him at second all time in receptions behind or ahead of Tony Gonzalez and obviously behind, you know, the great Jerry Rice. So um, over under, does he get 70 more catches um, to the end of the season, so he's got to average about seven a game um, over that. So you go over or under on that? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on this uh, because that that quarterback that the Cardinals have is pretty good. Huh. Uh, we we don't we know how good Larry Fitzgerald is. Yep. Uh, it's just a matter of who's throwing the ball to him. I'm gonna go over on it, and it's a long shot, but I'm gonna even. I'm going to even go a step over that. I'm going to say that Fitzgerald gets a hundred catches this by the end of the season. Okay, so he's got to get his, uh, and so it's going to be it's going to be well over. Okay, uh, and I'm I'm really it's I'm really going out on a limb on this one, but because I'm I've watched the Cardinals play and I'm not a big Cardinals fan right now, yeah. but yep. uh, I I could see uh, I. Uh, like I said, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit. I'm going to say he's going to he's going to hit his hundred catch mark. Yeah, I'm going to go over too. I, I think you know maybe it's just more of a, a you know wanting it bad for him. You know, right to get yeah. that and and you know if I do, I think it'll really happen. Probably not, but you know if he can get healthy and they the offense can start trying to have some sort of you know pulse b- besides just giving it to you know. David Johnson up the gut every every play and then throwing a short pass and and then being you know then punting the ball you know so they can get some kind of um, creativity and and anything going um, I, I think I think there's a chance that he could and I think he gets to seventy and and I think he needs seventy eight to get to the to the hundred yard or the hundred catch mark too so I'm gonna go over more of more of a heart you know, pick than a, than maybe a brain pick with, with that <laughs> yeah, one, but, right, uh, yeah. but I'll definitely be rooting for him for sure to get that. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully he can. Um, and then the last one, um, is one that you kind of brought up to me and, and texted me about that Drew Brees has never beaten, um, the Baltimore Ravens. And it's the only team he hasn't beaten, um, in his career. They play this week on the road. Um, so obviously a tough matchup the way the Ravens defense is playing. Um, and so I got two questions, and then just kind of we'll do it real fast before we um, end the podcast. First of all, does he get the win? I think he will get the win. Okay. And then um, over under two and a half touchdowns thrown by by Breeze. I think he needs, what, the one to get 500, right? Um, and then does he get two and a half your touchdowns? Or I'll set it at two and a half. So what do you think? I'm going to say over. I'm going to say he's going to get four touchdowns. Okay, I think I'm going to go over too. I think they're that offense is playing really well. Um, and usually, when you see these, you know, high-powered offense, high-powered defense, it's usually the offense that that ends up, you know, being better than the, than the high-powered yes. defense. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be another fun one to watch this week too. Um, and we'll see if he gets that win against the Ravens, who he hasn't beaten in his career. And then, you know, does he get over, you know, two and a half touchdowns? Is he getting three or four? Or does he, you know, two and maybe it's a lot of the running game and stuff too. So it'll be interesting to watch that game and, and kind of that offense versus defense matchup. So, all right, well, perfect. I think that was good. That was, that was a little, that was fun doing the little over. Okay, one more, stuff. one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
you know, you said the uh, high-powered offenses beating the uh, the uh, high-powered defense. That's that's in most cases, except for that Miami Bears game. Um, <laughs> now here, I'm going to go into the conspiracy thing. I think that when the plane landed in Miami, that the Miami organization uh, somehow knocked out and drugged all of the Bears players, left them <laughs> on the plane, and then put out some scrubs in Bears uniforms and and then went and played the game and then uh, went back on the plane and woke everybody up and says, oh, you guys lost, go home. <laughs> do, do, do you think that would fly? Uh, do you think anybody would believe that? I don't know. It'd be you know the first person I would question. You know, bring him in the interrogation room would would be Brock Osweiler. You know, yeah, yeah, for he's, sure. <laughs> he's done it. He's he's done it with the Broncos. Maybe he did it with the uh, um, the Texans when he played there. And he's like, well, it, it worked the last two times. I'll do it to the Bears this time and, and see if I could win. And and sure enough, it, it won again. So you know, if if there's anybody to talk to first, it would definitely be Brock Osweiler and and see maybe what he's bringing around in his luggage every time he's playing the. You know, the yeah, and you said that he's so, beaten the Bears every time he's played them. Right? Every time he's played them, so it's just amazing. I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm speechless. Yeah, so so we'll see. Yeah, you know, there might be something to that. You know, let's start checking his luggage when he gets around. You know, the Chicago area, or, or when he knows the you know the Chicago yeah, flights. The Chicago's are, in town. Or yeah. Chicago flights are coming in and, and seeing what's at his house <laughs> or what's in his luggage because yeah. you know he might be the one behind all the, all that stuff too. So. We'll that's see a, what's going on. That's right. That's an interesting one. So, all right, let's look at uh, this next coming week. Let's preview week seven real quick before we jump off here. Um, okay. So we've got um, some some good matchups this week. Um, we'll start with your matchup. You're playing. Um, you're at four and two, and you're playing Dolphin, who's two and four, who's um, who started to play um, really well this week. Um, and so you're you're looking to to kind of stay on top of the division right now with you and, and breezy tide and um, Dolphins looking to kind of start creeping up in his division um, as well. Um, and I was looking, do you see? I was trying to look. I mean, you know, you're kind of decimated with the, some of the injuries with Cup, and I think you have um, I think Juju on a bye this week. So um, how are you kind of feeling yeah. about this week? Uh, well, uh, like you said, I've got. Uh... Uh, Juju on a bye, and uh, you know Jordan Howard has been playing, uh, you know, subpar. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that that uh, that kid mustard that I picked up from the 49ers. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to plug him in and see how well he does. And, yeah. And so uh, you know I'm I'm hoping that I uh, can bounce back from my uh, loss. To Cronky uh, Punch and and uh, get back in the win column again. Yeah, that'll be a good one to watch. The Dolphins just got uh, Adams on by, and I think Mike Davis on by, but he's not going to play him anyway. So yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch. Um, and then this week I play Cronky um, Punch, so it'll kind of be a, a, a fun, tough matchup. He's four and two, and I'm three and three after the loss um, I suffered from Mike. Um, and so this one's a big one for me. I got five players on by. Um, so right now I'm trying to trying to plug people in and everything. I got Big Ben, obviously all the Steelers, so Ben and Connor and um, Antonio Brown, and then um, Doug Baldwin's also on by uh, this week, so I can't play um, can't play him. You know, maybe as a as a plug in for um, Antonio Brown, and then also Jimmy Graham, who I just picked up and, and played well for me at tight end. Um, I played him over Burton, um, 
And so he's also on a buy. So I can plug Burton back in at tight end and, and still feel good about it. But, uh, but yeah, this will be fun. You know, I got to basically just get through this week seven because this is the biggest um, bye week that, that I'll have to deal with. And playing Gronky Punch is, is no, um, you know, walk in the park either because he's got a pretty tough team and stuff too. So uh, right. we'll, we'll have to see. And you know, it, that happens to everybody. Yep. There's always that one week where you got two or three, sometimes even four of your better players that are all on by in the same week. Yep. And and so you're kind of, you know, struggling to plug somebody else in or, or try and maneuver your, your roster around so that you – you got to, you know, so that you're playing a decent uh, roster against the, your next opponent. But yeah, uh, every everybody runs into that those kind of weeks. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And so this is this is obviously my my turn for that uh, for sure. So yeah. All right, the last three uh, we'll kind of go through real quickly. Uh, Breezy is playing Chi Town this week, uh, so we'll see if Breezy can get back on track after two two uh, losses in a row in Chi Town with uh, with the loss he suffered last week too to um, to I believe uh, Gronky Punch. Um, or is, maybe it was a mile high, but anyway, um, he's three and three. Yeah, it was mile high. It was mile high. So he's three and three, and she's four and two. So um, that'll be an interesting one uh, to watch. I know we'll kind of both be watching that one because Breezy's right at the top of our division as well with you, and um, right behind there at three and three. So that'll right. be an interesting one to watch. Um, the another one will be um, fun to to keep track of too is Mile High and Kill Ant, and Kill Ant coming off of his his kind of big week and his first win, and maybe can he you know, compile uh, a second win on top of that. And so he's playing mile high this week and we'll see if, um, we'll see if he can get win number two or, or if mile high can get back on track and, and, um, get back over 500, um, to four and three. And the last matchup, uh, this week, which on paper, um, doesn't look like much. Uh, we have, you know, team cannon, uh, it's six and I'll play in, uh, me and Mahomes zero and six. Um, you know, so who gets their first loss or who gets their first win in this one? And, um, the projected totals are pretty low, um, you know, obviously in favor of Cannon. And so we'll, we'll kind of see how, how this one kind of turns out. But, you know, you never know, right? You never know in fantasy football or That's something right, crazy yeah. can happen, too. So um, that will be fun to keep an eye on uh, as well with, uh, you know, 6-0 and going against 0-6. And, and, and uh, obviously friends, too, because they're pretty good friends, um, right. you know. So I wonder what kind of bet they got going on. I'm sure there's That's true. There's there's something. There's some cold beverages or something going on. That's true. Yeah, yeah there's something. So um, you know, I'll have to maybe I'll text uh, you know Mike or, or Eric after their matchup and get an answer or something you know from them, right. and then you know we can talk about it on the next one because I'm sure there's some kind of gentleman's bet at least or or something on the line you know for that. See who's so. going to brag about uh, what what uh, what what they won in their bet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, I think that concludes this episode of the One Amigo to Another uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Bill, um, as always, thanks again for joining me today. Well, yeah, thank you uh, for having me on. It was a good show. Had fun. I uh, want to thank everybody in the uh, One Amigo to Another uh, Fantasy Football League for uh, listening in. Yeah, I know that I know we got a, a lot of compliments and stuff. Um, you know, for last week's show and just how clear it was and everything with the new software and stuff too. So, um, you know, kudos to everybody in the league for that. And, and, uh, yeah, just going back and listening to, it, it's just been a lot, 
a lot better and and you know a little easier to to listen to and stuff as well. So I know we're both excited about it. Um, you know, yes, and, I and agree. I'm sure the um, feedback we got is everybody else kind of feels the same. So, um, all right. Well, looking at the calendar, we'll be recording uh, the next episode uh, next Wednesday, the 24th. We'll recap all the league games from week seven. We'll talk about the, the seventh waiver wire period of the regular season, and maybe we'll have some kind of new segment or, or something um, to talk about with our league. And so it should be another fun show. Well, another four down uh, session. And, yeah. And uh, should be good. Perfect. Uh, well, thanks again uh, to everybody out there for listening to the One Amigo to Another uh, podcast. For Bill Burns, I'm Nathan Tilbury, and uh, bad luck to everyone. Uh, good night, Bill. Good night, Nathan. Good night, uh, Adios Amigos Fantasy Football League and Adios Amigos.